you're listening to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast, brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. We are back with another author talk this week. My name's Jeff Milo, but joining me is Ace Atkins, New York Times bestselling author of the Quinn Coulson crime series, The Eleventh Book. The Heathens just came out this week. Quinn Coulson is a former Army Ranger who served over in Afghanistan and Iraq and is now back in Tibaha County. He's been there now for 11 books, becoming the sheriff of this town and fighting the mafia and solving crimes and all this stuff and interacting with U.S. Marshal Lily Virgil, his confidant, his one of his best friends. But now in this new book, The Heathens, Lily and Ace are actually at odds. There is a murder mystery going on. Gina Bird is a resident who was brutally murdered and the number one suspect is Gina's daughter, TJ Bird. But TJ is now on the run. Gina presumes that TJ is guilty, but her judgment is clouded because of a friendship that she had with the deceased Gina. Quinn is going to do his best to dig up the truth, but TJ and her friends are now on the run. They meet up with Chastity Bloodgood, a fellow teen young adult who is the daughter of a car dealership owner, and she uh, gives them Haven to hide from the law. She happens to also be a budding social media influencer and she decides to start documenting this sort of Bonnie and Clyde-esque run from the law with TJ and her boyfriend Ladarius. But Chastity has her own ulterior motives. She wants something in return for helping TJ and it is dark and foreboding unto itself. There are a vast cast of characters who are shady and conniving or maybe they are sympathetic and relatable. They're the Dixie Mafia is coming back involved here. You have Quinn Coulson's family life that you're checking back in with, and you get to really know the complex and often fiery character of T.J. Bird. Ace Atkins is a an accomplished and award-winning crime novelist and former journalist, along with 11 Quinn Coulson books. He has also continued Robert B. Parker's iconic Spencer character after Parker's death in 2010, but we're here to talk about the latest in the thriller series, featuring Quinn Coulson, former Army Ranger, this one is called The Heathens. Here's our chat with Ace Atkins. Well, Ace Atkins, welcome to the podcast. I wanted to start by weaving back to your experience as a journalist, because as I understand it, that that helped inspire this latest Quinn Coulson novel, The Heathens. Can you tell us about what inspired this one? So, you know, it's, it is a, it's a case that very, very loosely inspired this particular story. These characters are very different. The situation is different. But the catalyst for it was about 20 years ago, I was a newspaper reporter in Florida, uh, and I was covering uh, a very tragic, horrific case of a 14-year-old girl who had been uh, charged uh, and accused of, of uh, killing her own mother. Uh, she had two accomplices. Uh, at what point when uh, law enforcement was getting close to them, they ended up uh, going on a cross-country trip to evade authorities. They ended up uh, leaving Florida, crossing several states, getting into Texas, and then having a, a sheriff's deputy shoot out their, their tires. And I covered uh, the case, and then I also covered uh, some of the court trial. But anyway, that story has really just stayed with me. And it was a it was a horrible story. This girl got in with a you know a bad kid. They hatched this plan to kill her mother because they felt like the mother was keeping them apart. 
Uh, the only way that they could do anything was to uh, kill her and try try to dispose of her body. And it was a they they killed her. They tried to inject her with bleach. They stabbed her and they put her in a trash barrel. I mean, about as horrific of a crime as you can imagine. Um, but anyway, the, as a novelist coming back to this years later, separating myself from the journalist, is I always thought, you know, what this story would have been like had these kids been innocent. And so that's what comes into play in The Heathens, which is a group of teenagers uh, that are being accused of a very horrific act and really find themselves cornered. And they go uh, on the run from the law. And that's that's where all this started. And that seems to happen throughout the book with these characters. Uh, T.J. Bird, who is almost third build, almost second build, a, a lead character really onto herself and her sure. kind of her, her kind of little gang of 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 side characters here, you really right. capture that impulsiveness of a 17 year old and 18 year old. And you did get that, your finger on, on the pulse of that angle of social media influencing maybe how they might uh, be conducting themselves as they do this runaway. Well, I thought about, you know, this, this case would be, or, or how the case 20 years ago would be so much different as we look at it, um, you know, in 2020, 2021 or whatever. Um, you know, is you could not escape uh, kids that are out there trying to get their message out. Um, you know, it would be very different today. Um, and you would be very lucky if you would have found a journalist that you could have told your side of the story to things. But now we have, you know, a, a, a camera in the hand that allows them to reach millions of people and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this character TJ Bird does is she ends up reaching out to people uh, along with the help of a girl that they meet on the road and uh, try and it and it becomes very powerful. Yeah. And it becomes a movement and yeah. people start tuning in and, and listening to what she has to say. Let's talk about, let's kind of ruminate on this idea of potentially sympathizing with the accused or wondering maybe to yourself if the accused is innocent, because that is also at the crux of this book. Quinn and Lily are at odds. And there is this conversation about who is innocent and who is guilty. You, the author, obviously have to write a range of characters, heroes and villains. And I wonder if in the creation process itself, you're, you find yourself sympathizing with characters as well. I think you do. I mean, I, I think you, I don't know if I have to, you know, I always hear authors talk about how they have to empathize with everybody in their book. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I, I have to understand them and I have to understand their catalyst. And there, when I was a reporter, there was not, um, there were very few bad guys or criminals that I covered that did not in their own mind think that they were the hero of their own story. And that's what I try to keep in mind when I'm writing. Everybody is a hero of their own story. Um, and the decisions they make, even very bad ones, um, are done for what they think is the right reason. And so I try to keep that in mind. Um, you know, so I spend, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's a marketing thing when you see the book and it comes out and it says a Quinn Colson novel. I mean, Quinn is one of the characters, but, you know, he, he's not um, the really even he, he, he shares a space with, with uh, TJ and her friends. Uh, also with Lily Virgil, as you mentioned, who's a U.S. Marshal, who's a longtime friend of Quinn's. And they are at odds in this. Um, you know, Lily believes the kids are absolutely guilty, although that's not her job. Her, her job is simply to track them down and bring them in. What, you know, she, what happens in there? She has a friendship with the mother. Or the, the yeah, same. exactly. And, and so it's all tied in together. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that you have to just understand the characters from what, what they want to get and, uh, you know, what their, what their ultimate goals are. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of classic 
crime novelists out there, and I don't know whether or not any of them influence you, but, uh, you know, Elmore Leonard is a local guy here in Michigan. Um, I don't know. I don't believe that he had a journalist background, but you do. And I, I was curious if that does inform the way that you might structure a book. Sometimes when I read Quinn Colson novels, I he's going to follow a lead, follow a lead, follow a lead. And it, it seems to also mimic that classic shoe leather journalism of going door to door and asking those questions. I see the journalist and detective sometimes, no, not yeah. detective in this case, interlinked, you know? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it is the same thing. I mean, our goals are very different, uh, but getting to the truth is the ultimate you know, goal of the novelist, the journalist, the, the cop or whatever. Uh, you mentioned Elmore Leonard earlier, and he was, he was a friend. Uh, he was, I think, one of the greatest writers of the 20th century. He's one of my idols. Um, and uh, he was his background uh, was mainly in advertising uh, before he started writing books. But he was a great researcher. Uh, he also, in his later years, had a full time research assistant that helped him out a guy named Greg Sutter. Uh, but he, I know, at some point when he was writing the books um, like City Primeval uh, back in the early '80s, really, I'd say like those those seminal Elmore Leonard books. Uh, he spent a great deal of time with. Uh, uh, Detroit Homicide Squad. Uh, he did an article for uh, uh, Detroit uh, Magazine and in, uh, for the Free Press, and and that was that experience ended up, I think, in giving him fodder for countless uh, things like that. So I tried to do the same type of thing. I mean, I'm not saying that um, you know that I'm deeply embedded with the police or anything like that, but you know, I I do have friends that are in law enforcement, and I I hear stories, and they're not necessarily crime stories. A lot of them are just anecdotal, and right. they all in some shape or form find them find their way into the books right but they are yeah but these colson novels can be procedural in that is that there's just a little bit learned every chapter and it's it's all a process it's all procedural uh you know something that that was resonating with people when when quinn colson first started was that we could read about someone an army ranger who was coming back acclimating to civilian life obviously doing a job that isn't necessarily a normal job but being here stateside and just getting used to that life again. If let's say this is by chance someone's first time picking up a Quinn Coulson novel, uh, you know, I know as as deep as book seven or eight, he's still having those flashes. He's still thinking about that past. But what, if I could ask you to give us a psychological readout of Quinn, how is he doing now, right now? And- I think what I what I try to do with these books, and again, you know, Quinn. Um, you know, is is just one of the players in the in the world of Tibbahaw County. I think it'd probably be better stated to call these like Tibbahaw County novels. So he's really he's part of this ecosystem, and he's a major part. He's a major player, uh, but they're not you know the tough guy, you know, super macho military guy, whatever. He's a guy that was in the military. He didn't really have a lot of options. I mean, he went into the military because he was you know frequently kind of a juvenile juvenile delinquent, which is why he was, you know can kind of. Uh, understand T.J. Bird and her mechanisms, that kind of thing. Uh, but where he is now, uh, I, I hopefully he's. I like to see him changing and growing. And, and uh, you know, at first, when early in the series, he had no idea what he was doing as far as law enforcement. And, and Lily was really his his guide. She was the professional person. Uh, you know, he was his training had been kicking in doors and you know doing missions in Afghanistan. And, and that's not police work. That's not what. Well, that's not what's needed. What's needed is understanding the community. Uh, following leads like he's doing. But now 10 years in, I hope he's become a better investigator. I hope he's become a little bit more uh, aware of how this job works. And I think he is, I think he has become a, 
um, hopefully has shown the evolution. And then, you know, I also like to write about the personal side. I like to write about his relationship. He got married during these books. He has two kids now. Uh, you know, the house that he inherited in the Ranger now is a really nice house. It was a pretty crappy house in the beginning. So, you know, I, I follow these things too. I'm also a, a good friend of mine, but also somebody I, I enjoy their books a great deal, CJ Box. And I really like uh, those books, how they evolve. And you start at one point with this series. And you actually see how the character of Joe Pickett, you see how those kids grow and how they change. And I, and I like that. I, I don't, um, I, I read many books that are standalone books or whatever, that they feel like the, the hero or the world is static. But um, I, I like to be rewarded as a reader if I'm going to invest my time in a series. I like to, to see the, the evolution of, of the characters in the world that the, the authors created. Something that stuck out to me about this book, and, it, and it's been happening as, as here and there throughout the series, but it's it's emphasized here there's this dialogue between uh generations i feel and they're thrown into sharp relief here there are elder characters uh who rank above quinn there are elder characters throughout the town townsfolk that he talks to and then you have quinn and lily who are maybe you know gen xers and then you have these these zoomers these you know tj and her and her gang as i want to call her that's not the right word but still there is this you know what I mean? And, and there's this line Lily says where she's just trying to track these kids and they're surprised that they're stealing cars and inhabiting uh, domiciles. And and she says something uh, maybe begrudgingly like these kids can do everything. And it, yeah. it, you know what I mean? So was that going on in your head? The There's elders in this town. There's our main characters. Then there's these Zoomers coming around. It's. I think so. I mean, I, I, Quinn is Quinn is younger than I am, right. uh, but I but you know we are kind of of the same type of generation. Uh, but the you know a newer generation is very different, uh, mainly through I think technology, through pop culture, um, and I think to uh, I think there's a there's obviously a, a very much of a disconnect um, with the the with what things we enjoy. I think um, and also the just the, the outlook. I mean the. The, the social media has changed everything. It's changed so much of the way we interact and so much the way that people uh, value themselves or the way that they're seen and their public persona. And everybody has, a, you know, everyone has a public persona now. Everybody has their own, you know. And so that that idea was very interesting to explore. Uh, and the fact that somebody like, you know, Chastity Bloodgood, who the, the, the kids come in contact with when they're in Hot Springs, um, you know, she doesn't really give a damn about TJ's plight. She doesn't really care what they're going through, but she does see this as a very good opportunity to gain a lot of followers mm-hmm. on her accounts. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different world out there, but it's something that I like to, I mean, I hopefully try to do. I know, you know, I'm very inspired by Elmore Leonard. I mean, Elmore was uh, so great about writing contemporary stories mm-hmm. up until his eighties. Mm-hmm. And he tried to keep things very fresh and try to keep, you know, and, and so I really, you know, drew on his experience and drew upon, um, you know, inspired by what he did and then right. hopefully keep his current. Right. But then there's, a, there is also Quinn's uh, uncle who is referred to memories of, of that uncle. So that's, that ties into that generational dialogue that you've got going on. And maybe yeah. two or three books from now, there's going to be some 22 year old on the force who's, you know, under Quinn and you can keep that dialogue going because I think so, you know, there's a, there's I think a, so, and I think that uh, you know, but there, there is uh, 
that's the, that's the fun thing about playing with a, a county in this world that I get to, uh, you know, to, to create and to have it evolve is, um, you know, characters coming about that, uh, you know, get to see them grow, getting to see, you know, a character like TJ when the series started, um, you know, she was only 10 years, uh, seven years old, you know, she's only seven years old. And then to see her become a, a major part of the story, but yeah, hopefully trying to keep things current and try to keep things, uh, the generational conflict and, perspective yeah i mean uh, we're running out of time but and we didn't get to it but tj is such a major character and there is such a lot of energy when you write her whenever she's on the page it's just it sounds very phony when you hear an author go oh i love my characters and i really you know and i you know i've been doing this for a long time i've been doing this for over 20 years and and uh, you know i have characters that i really remember and then i have other characters i worked on that i don't remember and you know there's things that you do that are you know but um, I don't know if it was lockdown or the pandemic or whatever, but I really, really, man, these characters like TJ and Ladarius and, 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 and Holly, I just, they, I think maybe I was going crazy being in lockdown. They became very, very real to me and their story became very, very real to me. And their, their journey was something I became probably more connected to than, than many books that I have written. And as strange as that sounds, um, I, have a, I, I have a great affinity for this book, and, and, and I miss those guys. And uh, I really, uh, um, I think because the nature of not having a lot of distractions really drew me into their plight. Yeah, yeah, very true. You want to just spend a lot of time with them on the page, even though yes. what they're doing is rather exciting and dangerous but uh we'll leave it right there ace atkins thank you so much for joining us the heathens is the latest in the quinn colson series and we thank you for your time sir thank you jeff thanks for the great questions and uh enjoy the talk very much take care And that was our chat with Ace atkins you can find more information at aceatkins.com we had a great chat about the genre of crime fiction. It was so great to also dig into Elmore Leonard there, which is one of my favorite authors. But I really enjoyed The Heathens. I would recommend it. It's a great new entry in the Quinn Coulson series. Thanks to Ace Atkins for joining us. And thank you for listening to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast. It's brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo. The music you hear coming in and out of the podcast is by local musician Chad Stocker. You can go to ferndalefriends.org for more information on how to support, or you could just follow this podcast, like, leave a comment, share it with a friend, share this conversation to social media if you enjoyed it, tell a friend about it if you liked it. It's especially great for any bookworms out there who want to hear more behind their favorite authors and their creative process. We love having conversations like the one we just had with Ace Atkins. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. 